Business Class is brought to you by the Tourism Academy, harnessing the power of science, business psychology, and adult education to advance the tourism industry and build sustainable economies. Learn how to engage your community, win over stakeholders, and get more visitors at tourismacademy.org. Steve Ekstrom here, host of the Business Class Podcast, and today's guest, Amir Elon, with, why did I just blank? Oh my God. Longwoods International. Oh my gosh. You know what, Amir, I'm going to leave that in there because every one of us makes mistakes. Absolutely. And uh, that was my my definite brain pause of the day. So I appreciate you joining me. You and I have talked a couple of times before. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell folks what Longwoods International is and how how it fits within the tourism space? Sure. Well, along with International is a market research consultancy. We've been around for about 44 years now. Um, like I said, we specialize uh, primarily in travel and tourism industry. 98% of our clients are within the industry. Uh, our specialty is survey research, but uh, we do both quantitative and qualitative research. Now, I've seen a number of your reports because we work with destinations in building their tourism ambassador programs and their uh, volunteer onboarding programs. And what what I've seen from your reports is that they really do help paint a picture of the value of tourism within a community, um, the types of travelers, why people are visiting, where they're coming from, you know, all of those little nuggets that help an organization not only demonstrate their worth, but also identify where there are opportunities. So sure. kudos to you on that. Well, thank you. <laughs> I ask almost every time, do you have your Longwoods report? That's where we get, that's where we like to get the <laughs> Well, that's great. That's great. Well, I, you know, I wish I could take credit for it all, but there's a wonderful team back at the office that is just uh, turning those out and uh, taking taking great care of our customers. So, how did you get your start in this in this industry? Um, you know, like probably about half of us, I kind of fell into this industry. Uh, I was in college and uh, about halfway through school and uh, needed a job to help pay the bills, like most others, and. Uh, uh, and was preferably looking for something that involved evenings and weekends so it wouldn't interfere with my class schedule. And uh, All of a sudden, I was uh, found myself working as a bellman and an airport shuttle van driver uh, at a Ramada Inn by the airport in the, uh, in the school where I went to college. Uh, sorry, in the town where I went to college. And, uh, um, and uh, was taking care of airline crews and uh, running room service trays and helping set up with banquets. And uh, before I knew it, I found myself uh, behind the front desk. And then before I knew it, uh, discovered this shift called Night Audit, where you could literally, uh, uh, you know, overnight shift where you got most of your work done within three hours and left lots of time for uh, studying. <laughs> and uh, it worked out perfectly for me. And by, by the time, uh, graduation was approaching, I decided that I did not want uh, uh, to pursue my uh, uh, a career in law and uh, uh, and, and uh, switched over to uh, uh, the hotel side of things and uh, got myself a job uh, working uh, for uh, uh, Interna- Interstate Hotels Corporation, which at the time was the uh, largest franchisee of uh, Marriott properties. So, uh, so I found myself in a hotel management training program. <laughs> And how did that hotel management training program prepare you for the work that you do now? Well, you know, uh, the great thing about it is that you worked every part of the house, front of the house, back of the house. Uh, uh, you know, you spent several, you know, 
you spent a few months in housekeeping, you spent a few months in the kitchens, you spent a few months in banquets and uh, front desk and front office and so forth. And really, uh, um, you know, ba- basically, you know, showed you that, uh, you know, to, to run an organization, you need to know the ins and outs of every part of the operation. You need to have experienced what every team member experiences. You need to uh, understand, put yourself in their shoes, literally, um, uh, for from that perspective, but, uh, you know, I, I, so I stayed in hotels for a while and then, uh, had a buddy who, uh, had a, uh, who, who had a job in the rental car side of the industry and, uh, said, Hey, uh, you know, butts behind the wheels are the same as heads and beds and the hours are better. And, uh, ended up doing that for a little while. And then, uh, uh, found myself back in hotels not long after we got married and then discovered this wonderful world of destination marketing. And, uh, next thing I knew I was, uh, working for a, a great little CVV in upstate New York. And uh, from there went on to uh, become the assistant state tourism director for the state of Ohio, then ran the Ohio Hotel and Lodging Association for a while. So kind of back to my lodging roots and then got the nod to uh, be state travel director for the state of Ohio for uh, for a few administrations. And then, uh, uh, then, then my country came calling, so to speak, and I ended up um, as uh, vice president of uh, partnership engagement for Brand USA, you know, part of the at the time, which at the time was a startup, uh, mm-hmm. and and uh, and then uh, uh, eventually uh, a few years later got the offer I couldn't refuse to run this amazing brand in our industry, uh, and you know now I'm, I'm I will tell you right now I'm not a researcher. But I'm a marketing guy who knows how to use the research and loves the research. And so uh, we employ a lot of researchers on our team. But, uh, mm-hmm. uh, but, but uh, uh, you know, so, so that was an honor. That was kind of an unexpected honor that, I, that uh, they, they asked me to um, help run the show here. And it's been a wonderful adventure ever since. What does a good day in the office look like to you? A good day in the office is coming in, uh, hearing the buzz and the chatter amongst our analysts as they're, you know, debating something or looking over something or discovered something really cool, and um, hearing that buzz happening around me. Uh, it's 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 a day which involves you know multiple conversations with various partners and stakeholders and clients, and uh, there you know it, it, it's a day where no two hours are the same, and uh, and, and and it's a day uh, like most days where. At the end of the day, I know that we've made a difference for someone. What is your best habit? My best habit, um, pretty good self-discipline. Uh, you know, I, I, I kind of have my daily routines where um, I'll get up pretty early and flip open the laptop and start scanning news from the industry from the night before, overnight, or early in the morning. Um, I'll start taking a look at um, you know, kind of clear out the morning emails. And usually by eight o'clock, I've taken care of all, you know, all the minutiae um, and kind of burst myself on where the world of our industry stands this morning um, so that the rest of the day can be more proactive than reactive. Um, that's, to me, that's important. I, I, I like to be, uh, um, you know, kind of, kind of a little bit ahead of the game. It doesn't always work, but you try. <laughs> uh, share with us a, a challenge that you faced for which you're grateful. Ah, well, uh, the pandemic, <laughs> you know, um, uh, probably the biggest, one of the biggest challenges we've all faced, right? Uh, you know, uh, for a company who, you know, 95% of our clients are destination marketing organizations, uh, the pandemic hit 
uh, in March of 20 and, and really, um, you know, rocked our world. Uh, obviously most of our clients uh, had no income coming in. <laughs> and, uh, and when, and when that happens, you make you wonder about your own income and flat cash flow. Uh, you know, so, but, but it was all, you know, one of the, the most dangerous moments for our organization were also, it was also our greatest moment. Uh, so, so I was on stage at the Wyoming governor's conference uh, giving a presentation uh, right at the end of February of 2020. And as I was on stage, uh, I usually turn my cell phone off or take it out of my pocket and, and, and on stage, but I'd forgotten it in my pocket. Thankfully it was on vibrate, but it kept buzzing in my pocket. I kept feeling that vibration like every 30 seconds. And, you know, I thought, Oh my gosh, somebody died <laughs> or, right. or the office or the office is on fire. <laughs> you know, some, something big's happening. So as soon as I got off stage and I could, could sneak a look at my phone. I um, I looked at it and it was colleagues and the office basically texted me that you know the CDC had uttered those words that we were dreading community spread. Um, and at that point, we knew obviously game changer. Something's you know big disruptor is going to happen. We had no idea <laughs> the magnitude of the disruption, but but we knew something was happening. So I had to go back that night to, to De- Denver because uh, I was catching a flight out the next morning um, to uh, to fly back because our, our our entire company was all coming into Columbus, Ohio, where we're headquartered for a couple day planning retreat. So when I got back to my hotel in Denver. I shot a quick note to the team saying, hey, uh, look forward to seeing you all, uh, reworking the agenda. The first two hours, uh, uh, instead of doing the what we initially planned, we're going to talk about COVID. And we're going to talk about it in these terms. Here's your homework assignment. You know, in the, in the next 48 hours, think, you know, try to answer these questions when we get in. Um, you know, first of all, how long do we think this is going to last? How bad? And of course, none of us are medical experts. We had no idea. Uh, but but how, how big of a disruptor do we think this is going to be to our industry? Um, and what tools is the industry going to need to kind of navigate through this? Do they exist? And if they don't, is there anything we can do about that? Uh, and, you know, they always say hire people that are smarter than you. To surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. And um, I'm, I'm blessed with that fact. And, and uh, you know, we, we, we got into the room. Uh, into our meeting room uh, a couple days later in the morning and I kind of shut the door and basically told the team, okay, here's the deal. You know, for the next few months, don't picture ourselves as folks who sell research. Picture ourselves as helpers. That's the mindset we're going to be. We're going to be helpers here from here. You know, it's not about sales. It's about helping. What is it that the industry is going to need help with? And I'm not kidding you. Within two hours, we had plotted, mapped, and written the first questionnaire for what became the American Travel Sentiment Tracker. Uh, it was, we called it the COVID-19 tracker initially, but, uh, but, uh, but uh, it, it was, um, you know, and, and now, you know, two and a half years later, you know, it's, it's still going strong. And um, it really became one of the essential guideposts, I think, for the industry uh, as to what travelers were thinking uh, and, and, and where they were heading, uh, um, uh, where their mindset was uh, during, during this pandemic, which was, I think, very, very helpful for a lot of folks. What I'm hearing there is that, you know, when faced with adversity, being able to be nimble and, and to innovate was really something that you took to heart and that your team was able to to turn around into an opportunity. 
it, it, it was, you know, they, they didn't, they, they didn't bat an eye. We were able to, you know, it's, it's that proverbial pivot on a dime, right? Uh, you know, and God, I hate that word pivot, but, but everybody did. <laughs> so, so many organizations did, uh, you know, destination marketing organizations turn their marketing inwards in their own communities, right? Uh, you know, just, just telling people, you know, where, where can you get carry out food? Uh, you know, what grocery stores oh. are open? Things like that. Um, so, so you had, you had that, that happen and, and so many businesses, I mean, you know, so, so, um, you know, yeah, the fact that you know major crisis hit that 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 threatened our very existence, but at the same time um, became one of our greatest moments. And and you know, you heard me say it before. Um, you know, one one of my biggest personal mantra is that um, you know I do what I do because I get to make a difference. Um, my father instilled that in me. He always told us as kids that you know we we would be happy in life no matter what we did as long as we felt like we were making a difference. And 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 I carry that each and every day. And you know every every, every week talking to our team like, hey, how are we making a difference this week? What's you know what what, what what's you know what, what what differences are being made? And uh, um, the fact that we were able to help make a difference for so many, uh, you know, it's not my ego talking. It's it's, it's the industry has told us. I, I I can't tell you how many countless emails and notes and letters uh, I've gotten. Over the past couple of years um, from folks uh, letting us know how this kept them going uh, through, the, through the period. Uh, really, um, you know, I get goosebumps when I think about it. So speaking of goosebumps, tell me a story of a time when somebody share, showed you an incredible kindness and how that made you feel. Ooh, great question. Um, Thanks. I've been working on them. <laughs> <laughs> An incredible kindness. Um, you know, I was relatively new to the destination marketing side of the business. You know, I was the hotelier, hotel rental car guy. You know, I kind of knew, I, I, I knew that lodging and hospitality side of the set of the industry, and I was relatively new to destination marketing, but knew, but a, but a passion and fire was burning in me uh, with it. And and I remember going to. Um, my very first trade show, I was a, uh, I was the, uh, head of sales and marketing for a small convention and visitors bureau in up the Finger Lakes region of New York and, and, uh, uh, going to my first big international trade show. And I didn't know, you know, 99% of the people there, uh, and, 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 and it was definitely in over my head as much prep work as I tried to do and research as I tried to do, you know, I'm walking in this big thing where, and in this big show and, and, and just, you know, felt, felt like a deer in headlights, uh, there. And then one of my colleagues from another, uh, from, from, from a nearby region, uh, kind of, kind of saw me there probably saw the look on my face and, and, and said, Hey, you know what? first time right yep and said you know i'm, I'm gonna let, let's hang and and they really did a you know they, they they took me under their wing they entered they made sure i met all the right people that i needed to meet that were most relevant uh to me they you know, kind of you know in between our meetings and our breaks you would kind of give me tips and that and and you know even when i didn't know the right question to ask they kind of already answered it for me and, and it was really great uh there and, and just those little that just those couple days of kindness um, there, um, I've tried to pay that forward ever since in, in, in my career. When I see somebody new, when I see somebody who's starting out, you know, in, in there, I, I, I try to go out of my way to really, um, say, Hey, welcome. Glad you're here. You know, what, what, what do you know? How can I help you? You know, and, and, and really, uh, pay that forward. When you think about 
the next generation that's coming into the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what are some of the challenges you think that they'll face that may mm. be similar or different from those that folks like you and I face? Um, you know, I'm in my early 50s. Uh, I think the way we came up through the industry and the way um, we were taught to transact business uh, and so forth is kind of thought of as old school nowadays. Obviously, we didn't have social media. We didn't have email for you know, for, for, no, for a number of years, but for the very first part of my uh, my time in the industry. Um, we, you know, we, we didn't communicate as much in snippets as we do now. Uh, and so things were more formal. You know, you left every meeting and sent a thank you note. You picked up the phone and called people a lot more than you do now and so forth. And I really think that's a challenge for our next generation of leaders um, in that, uh, number one, they're not, they weren't exposed to as much face-to-face socialization as we had to go through because uh-huh. you had to get in the car. I mean, I, you know, I had jobs where I just had to get in the car and go call, call on all my clients, right. Or all my uh-huh. prospects. And, 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 and there's not as much of that happening as used to be, which, which I think um, we've lost something a little bit, uh, losing a little bit in, 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 in the ability to read and understand people uh, as such. Um, and, and our ability to listen to other people, which is such an important skill. And I think the other thing is, I think, you know, the colleges and universities, those who are coming, I, I've had this conversation with a number of professors um, over the last few years is um, I, I think the pro, there's some great programs out there, but they're not really preparing the students well enough. They're, they're giving them the basic skills they need, uh, the, the, the core knowledge that they need, uh, the basics in the industry, but they're not really teaching them the interaction that they need the interaction skills that they need within the industry uh, a lot more communicated you know for anybody getting into this industry and going to school for it they need a lot more communication background now they need a lot more opportunity uh, a lot lot more training and just the simple business graces and 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 you know as, as much as we live in an electronic world right now those little old school touches can really make a difference between getting noticed by your your prospect or, you know, your client uh, versus your competitor and so forth. And, and, and uh, I try to instill that with a lot of the younger people that join our team is that uh, um, it's, it's the personal touches that can make a difference. And I think we've lost a lot of that personalization. I think one of the things that we do, which probably drives new staff members a little nutty at first, is we have a one thank you card a day rule. Like mm. you have to hand write a thank you card. I love one it. a day. I love it. I don't care if you had no meetings and you, you know, you have to flash back to your teens to come up with somebody that you, you are appreciative of, but one thank you card a day makes a huge difference. You're absolutely right. It, it does. We, we have, we have a, a, a kind of a parallel rule to that, which is um, if you, if you were involved in an email conversation with somebody and you've already hit return twice, the third time you have to hit send, you pick up the phone. Like uh-huh. no, no, no long email threads, no long email chains, pick up the phone, talk to folks, express yourselves. I mean, how many times are tone or, 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 or miscommunication, you know, misinterpretations of communication happen, you know, via, via, via long chains to email. Oh, drives me nuts. That, I'm writing that one down before you hit send the third time, third time you're allowed, you're allowed to hit send twice, right? <laughs> you know, so you send somebody an email, they reply, you reply back to them and they reply back again. Oh, pick up the phone, please. please. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
where do you see your own personal growth in the next few years? You know, what is something that you're looking to um, you're looking to, to to grow? Well, you know, I'm I'm always looking to make a difference in various ways. Uh, I've uh, on my, my my business aside, because you know our business, we're always you know looking at developing new products and services that the mm-hmm. industry needs and, and and whatnot. And we have a, I, could, I could go on about that, but but if you're asking me personally where my own growth is, um, I, I see myself enter that phase where it's more and more important to me to start giving back to the industry. I mean, I always have in some form or fashion and uh, throughout my career, but 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 I'm becoming more and more focused on that, uh, volunteering more on boards. I'm on the uh, I'm the secretary treasurer of the Destinations International Foundation, for example. Uh-huh. Uh, really, um, you know, so so uh, you know, getting involved in, in those philanthropic ways and educational means to give back to to our industry. Um, I, you know, I, I'm I'm here and I've attained what I've attained because a few wonderful folks have you know saw a spark in me and helped encourage that spark. Uh, mm-hmm. and venture that spark when I was younger. Um, and I want to make sure that, uh, again, I'm paying it forward. And that, that, so I think you're going to see uh, a lot more of that coming out of me um, in there. Plus, I have a constant thirst for knowledge. So I, I, I'm always paying attention to what technologies are emerging, what trends are emerging. I mean, obviously, I run a re- research company. Market research company <laughs> so, so we kind of have, have a little uh, unfair advantage in getting some of that info. But 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 no, you know, I I'm a I'm a big observer of people. I love people watching. I love you know, trying to figure out what makes people tick, and, and and so so I think you know that that curiosity is going to continue. And and, and as I observe tra- folks and how they travel and what's happening, uh, um, I re- I really want to continue, uh, just you know, just, just trying to figure out what's next. Uh, it, it's fun. It's fun trying to figure out what's next. I think that's something that people who work in the industry have in common with those who benefit from travel. Is that we're lifelong learners? Yes, absolutely. And, and and I've seen that consistently across the board. You know, the people who do well are the people who are constantly learning and and able to take what they learn and apply that to new situations and new circumstances. Yeah, you know, we're we're a lot of Type A's in this industry, right? <laughs> and, 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 and quite frankly, if every day is the same for us, we get bored. Right. Yeah. Uh, we, we get bored. And, and and for me, you know, I mean, it's, you know, you know, if you if you've got your business to a good point where it can mostly run itself, that's fine. But it also means your business is already behind because you're not paying attention to what's next. But 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 mm-hmm. but, but we need to but we need to. Uh, yeah. I mean, for, for, the, for those of us in the industry who want to keep growing and expanding, it, it, you have to have that constant fire in your belly to 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 always 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 question, always ask you know, politely, nicely, you know, but, <laughs> but 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 always always ask why and, and and what's next. I think that's part of what got me kicked out of Catholic school in the fourth grade. <laughs> I asked why too much. <laughs> well. My, my parents just told me, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> now look at us. We talk for a living. Um, any parting advice for for others? Engage. Engage, engage, engage. Uh, you know, especially those, you know, who are earlier middle career, um, you know, get involved. In, uh, you know, you know, that word networking, it's overused, I know, but 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 seriously see, see where you can personally engage physically engage not just you know, not just on zoom or via chats get get in there uh you know 
you know, join your local associations, your local chapters, uh, you know, you know, fish where your fish gather, uh, so to speak, and, 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 and get to know your colleagues on a personal level. There, you'll see it will help your career, of course, but it will also teach you a lot about people. And if you really get a good understanding of how people think and tick in our industry, you'll be better suited to manage and lead people in our industry. I think that's a great piece of advice. If folks want to learn more about Longwoods International or get in touch with you, how would they go about doing that? Sure, longwoodsinternational.com or hey, reach out to me directly, aalon at longwoods-intl.com. Fantastic. Thank you for joining me here on the podcast. It was great seeing you in business class. Yeah, my pleasure.